0: It was just supposed to be a routine job, and I found myself amongst unlikely folk, (laughs) humans. Ah, the rest of me kin called me soft, (laughs) but the money, ooh, the money was good, and we were good at it. Then the boss brings down this new job, (laughs) dead dwarves. So I rouse up, me boys, and we find ourselves in a journey we weren't expecting. Hargis is a noble dwarf from Clan Hammerheart with radical ideas. His concept that dwarves can not only befriend non-dwarves, but that they might work together in harmony is snubbed by most other dwarves. Skizik is a human who carries a two-handed sword and unleashes curses upon his enemies, which are granted to him by the Dark and Mysterious One. Mother. Wirebone, a gnomish artificer, is always looking for new ideas and creating new machines. He is perhaps the most famous inventor in Volcominar. Morthos, another human and beneficiary of the Dark Mother, is seeking his place among the dwarves of Volcominar. Comfort and prestige are his primary motivations. Ubelek Hammerheart, older cousin of Hargis, has a checkered past. He has been in trouble with the law more times than anyone dare counts. However, Ubelek is immensely resourceful and has gained valuable ties with the ruling elite, Clan Ironbrow. The Myriads are an endless maze of ever-shifting tunnels above and around Volkmenar, which are formed by lava tubes, tunneling creatures, and quakes. Boers believe that these passages lead to the great forge at Mount Erlevenberg, Volca. Temperatures here can reach excessive heat levels as they lead upward, which can be incredibly dangerous to those lost in the labyrinth. Nashhorn are slender lizards whose bodies measure 10 to 15 feet long. They have a tail half again the length of their body and six legs, which make them incredibly sure-footed and fast. These costly mounts can climb nearly any surface without problem. Sindra and Marantha are elven survivors of the gruesome Dwarven attacks on Vernaion. Marantha has seen more than four centuries and is one of the druid farmers who had, until recently, tended the growing pools for her entire life. Sindra is a much younger woman who has acted as a warrior and animal handler for her people. The budding ranger has heard of the heroes of Hinderspalt and is willing to trust them in spite of their Dwarven cadre but the elder of the two remains skeptical and keeps her distance while they guide our heroes through the myriads. After battle against a giant miner in the myriads, our heroes venture further wellward toward their destination, the graves of the elders at Vern from the darkness comes a monstrous scorpion. Its body is more than 15 feet wide. It is hungry for its next meal and attacks, but Hargis and Ubelek’s retaliation quickly cripples the huge insect. Skizzik casts Mirror Image, which creates five identical illusions of the hexplate to confuse his enemy. The weak-minded vermin cannot discern the images from the real threat. One by one, the scorpion shatters each illusion with its powerful claws, but by the time only two skizzics remain, a well-placed shot from Wirebone's bolt-thrower finds a crack in the scorpion's carapace and drops their enemy. The rest of the group is ready to carry on after battle, but Wirebone has other plans. The venom contained within the scorpion's tail is powerful and quite valuable so the group waits while the little artificer goes to work. While doing the intricate extirpation, Wirebone's fine blade slips and triggers the monster's stinger, which lodges itself deep within his arm. The toxin immediately begins to sap his strength, and before long, the most famous inventor in all of Volcomanar is reduced to the strength of a toddler, unable to carry any of his own gear. The travelers have already fallen so far behind and have only recently rested. Luckily, Wirebone's automaton is equipped with a toolbox in which he can place the majority of his gear. The rest is strapped to his Nashorn. Hargus asks their elven guides if they have a remedy for the poison. Reluctantly, Marantha hands over a small leather bark pouch containing a rancid-smelling unguent, which is applied directly to the wound. Hours of travel pass. Wirebone becomes fatigued. Our heroes find a suitable place to rest and bed down for the night. When they awaken, Wirebone's strength is returning, but it appears he has a long path to recovery. With a prayer to the Dwarven forefathers, Hargus places his hand on Wirebone's wound and the magic of the first dwarves invigorates our gnomish adventurer. While not fully recovered, Wirebone is able to carry on once again. No day seems to pass in the winding tunnels of the Myriads without danger. Ahead, the clamor of an armed force approaching can be heard faintly. Whatever it is, the sound is coming from far away but is slowly growing louder over time. Only arrogant dwarves make this much noise in such a perilous environment. Not wanting to come face to face with a dwarven patrol, the adventurers decide to find cover and allow the approaching company to pass but Ubelek wants to get a closer look. Deftly, he disappears into the shadows and finds a hidden vantage point. The 20 or so dwarves who pass are quite large and savage looking. In fact, they don't look like dwarves at all. They are too big and don't dress like any dwarves he had ever seen, with wild red hair and bizarre tattoos. Perhaps they were barbarians, Ubelek pondered, but they carry high-grade weapons which appear to be of dwarven make. Trailing behind the warriors are six shackled bugbears, riddled with partially healed lacerations. Ubelek reports back to his companions after the curious warriors pass. Upon hearing the description given by the dwarven rogue, Sendra tells the group that they sound like the very same warriors who attacked her people. Tall and broad, even broader than a dwarf, they are called Shadurakul. She recants a few details which Ubalek confirms, they wear the same red and dull blue regalia as the Lava Barge Clan. Not the traditional cordage of Volcomenar, but the same colors for certain. But what could it mean? Troubled by this, Hargus casts a spell to send word to his clan elders back in Volcaminar. Beware! <laughs> Shatter-a-cool are on their way. They look like us, carrying weapons of dwarven make. With the bugbears in tow, they march to Valka Benar with war in their eyes. The response is somewhat troubling. They already know about the Lava Barge Conspiracy. Continue on the quest to discover more about the slaughter at Vernayone. Once the threat passes and Hargis' message is sent, the travelers put as much distance as possible between themselves and the patrol. Before long, the passage widens, and the left side wall of the tunnel gives way to a vast opening. Even with dwarven vision, neither Hargis nor Ubelec can make out anything other than darkness. The elven refugees call it the chasm. Sindra reveals that it is a sign they are making good progress. They follow the chasm for hours, eventually hearing the sounds of running water far below. Feeling adventurous, Morthos wants to fly down and collect fresh water for the group. Hargis says that the gods will grant them clean water in the morning, but the stubborn warlock leaps over the edge anyway. The air grows colder the further Morthos uses his mother-given powers to fly down. When he reaches the bottom, there is indeed a small river there, possibly a distributary of the Gruner or another river altogether. Pleased with himself, the warlock fills the skins given to him by the rest of his party and flies back up. Refreshed from the cold, clean water, our heroes travel on and eventually reach the end of the Dark Chasm. Strangely comforted by being back within a confined tunnel, the group finds a wide crevice where tiny little mushrooms are growing. This place is more than suitable for rest, and the weary adventurers camp once again. When morning comes, Wirebone finds his strength has fully returned, but Morthos seems distracted. He reveals that he has had an incredible dream where he has met with Mother. There was an exotic vegetation and a purple flame which beckoned him near. Several others were there, including Skizzik. Mother appeared before them from the flames. Hargis dismisses all of this as rantings of a madman but Morthos insists that she had revealed important information relevant to their current mission. Again, Hargis pays him little mind, but Ubelek listens as the Warlock tells how Mother knows of their situation. She sees through the eyes of her children. Somehow, Mother knows about Clan Lavabarch and tells her children that the unruly dwarves must die before they destroy Clan Hammerhearts. Skizik confirms the story in its entirety, as he had experienced the very same dream. A rather large worm tunnel cuts across their path this day. Both of the elves feel that it should lead toward the graveyard. Hargis, eager for a way out of these damned myriads, agrees to the shortcut. Their decision is an advantageous one. The tunnel soon crosses the standard trade route just outside of Vernayon. Finally, back to familiar territory and easier travel. Nearing the graveyard, the travelers come to a large gathering of elves. Marantha and Syndra recognize family there and separate from the party, but not before telling Wirebone what path to take for safest and most efficient travel. The tunnel which leads to the graveyard is clearly marked with elaborate elven cairns. It is comfortably wide, but water seems to trickle in at every turn. A flow forms down the center of the passage, which ultimately turns into a small river and leads to more cairns. These grottoes are clearly adorned with elven artifacts which mark the burial place of powerful elders. Magical torches light the cavern here, burning wildly. Spectral druidic elves rise from the river, but rather than the eerie blue that lit the eyes of the soul guardians they encountered when they reached Vernayon. A red-hot fire seems to smolder in the eyes of these apparitions. Hi, I'm Jake, and I play Ubelek. Thank you for listening to this episode of Heroes of Hinterspalt. If you like this podcast, check out 2Destiny which takes place in Volkmanar at the same time as our game, from a totally different perspective. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.